Listen up. We're going to recap what happened last week. Trey Lance was traded. Nick Bosa is still holding out, and we're going to find out who's a lock for the 49ers as they dwindle down to their 53-man roster. Stick around right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. It's Monday, baby. We so bright that we shine it. your boy Wayne Breezy and we are back it is Monday what's going on faithful I wanted to start the show off with the little before I popped in I don't know if you were able to see the background I tell you what I'll do it one more time okay now we got that out the way welcome to the Wayne Breezy show I hope you guys are excited as I am it is Monday which means you get to start your day off with the one and only myself, Wayne Breezy. Shout out to everybody out there. I see the BB crew in the building early. Peachy in the building. Welcome to the show. Be sure and smash that like button on the way and join the BB crew. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you haven't. And let a friend know about this great 49er content. Shout out to Peachy. I appreciate that. Who else is in the building? Mike Eng is in the building. Tanisha, good morning, Breezy and Faith. Let's have another great show, baby. That's what I like to see. I like to hear the wonderful Miss Debbie is in the building. Good morning, Wayne, and happy Monday. See my smile? I'm happy, baby. Uh, I hope y'all start this week off locked in. Ooh, I like that. We're going to start the week off locked in and striving for success all week long. All right. Let's all make it happen with the hashtag BB. Don't bother me in the building with the hashtag popping off. The one and only Troy Noel is in the building. Caster Troy, happy Monday. Breezy, what's going on? My man Colin in the building. I see you, Oscar. What's going on, baby? I love it, man. I love it. Niner Cali boy in the building. Listen, I got your merch. I think I brought your merch downstairs. I wanted to showcase it on the on the show. Uh, I'll get I'll get a chance to get that out there. But shout out to Nine Cali Boy. What's going on in the building? Jax Knox in the building. Hello, faithful. Hey, Wayne. Hope everyone's day is going good. And shout out to all the subscribers out there. People are probably trying to figure out like how come I don't announce like the subscribers. Well, one of the perks of being in the BBC crew, which you can do by just clicking the join button, is that you get that good old shout out once I see that green name pop across the screen. So no matter what time it is in the show, if it's the first time I'm seeing it, you're going to get the shout out. Now listen, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to like Leave a comment, all right, if you're watching this a little bit later on. Leave a comment in the comment section. This past weekend, I've been going in my comments, and, you know, uh, I would say I would apologize for me coming, clapping back, but no, there's no apologies. If you say something that I feel like needs to be said something back to, I hope you don't get offended by me responding. Now, listen, I I keep it tasteful. I'm not disrespectful. And shout out to everybody that leaves comments. There are zero disrespectful comments in there. I like when people just get things off their chest. And I, I want people to be heard. I think that's what this community is all about, uh, you being able to get stuff off your mind and being heard. But listen, if you're on the YouTube channel, that's where a lot of the back and forth stuff goes. It goes down in the comment section. So 
So shout out to you. Now, if you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button. All right, feel free to join. And if you really like what you what you see, what you hear, if 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 you haven't done it already, go ahead and click that join button. Become a member. Now, don't forget the podcast is growing. Now, I did add the podcast to the YouTube channel. So YouTube has podcasts now. So it's also going to be uh, every Wayne Breezy show is also going to be a podcast as well. Uh, but listen, don't forget to subscribe to the Wayne Breezy show. Apple Podcasts and Spotify is where it's really taking off. It's, it's popping. All right. And make sure you guys go ahead and do so. You can follow on Twitter. Excuse me. X. You can subscribe as well at the Wayne Breezy as well as Instagram, Threads, TikTok, and Facebook. Now, if you're in the Facebook community and you're in a 49ers Facebook community, I'm going to challenge you. Take the show, the stream, like grab the link, post it in the community that you're in. Let people know. Listen, man, you can you can follow him on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. Listen, I need you to help push me so we can get to the top. We, not me, we can get to the top. Because if I get to the top, you're going to be at the top. Love you guys. Appreciate that. Now, listen, the exclusive content is being crafted up for the Patreon. So if you've been a Patreon member uh, for this long, and if you're not a Patreon, this is where you're going to get the film analysis, the breakdowns, and things like that. I'm putting little things out there, uh, but this is you'll get the full breakdowns and things like that right there on the Patreon. So you're definitely going to want to make sure you have that subscription as well. Uh, all right? And don't forget, look, we got the apparel it's going to be popping www.twben.com that's the wayne breezy entertainment network now let me tell you something about the network because a lot of people are like well what the hell is this network all right so i'm creating a network for you right so i want to gather and put together those that are that want to be a part of getting their their broadcast their podcast their streams things like that shown on my website right so www.twben.com now how do you do that well that's good. that's in the works so we're working on getting your stuff showcased as well and it doesn't cost anything right so like i just want to make sure that your stuff is getting pushed out to the forefront and so that you're getting more views by drawing tra traffic to the app's actual website so uh, there will be a, uh, an application process on how to get involved, how to be a part of that. But that's what we're working on. I know my man, Mike Ng, we're going to get his show up there, Moe's uh, and some certain other people that have been have come to me that we've been talking about it behind the scenes. But there it is, man. Go to www.twben.com and you could become a member of the website so that you're full and you're good on the updates. It doesn't cost you a thing, but that's what the plan of the entertainment network is going to be about, whether it's sports, whether it's music, as long as it has to do with entertainment, that's what we're going to be doing. All right. Over there on the website. And don't forget faithful to the Bay is out. You heard it in the intro of the song. All right. You can purchase it on all musical platforms, but if you don't want to purchase it, please make sure you stream it. Make sure you download it to your phone as well. Download streams, all count purchases count as well. We got the great, Great Lake City Fresh on there. You guys probably will get to meet him in Pittsburgh if you go into the game. And the one and only Travis King is on there as well. So listen, man, make sure you help support uh, the artistry. Like music music costs money to make. Uh, trust me, it's not it's not easy. But uh, looking to bring you more musical content from myself and some of the other uh, 49er music creators out there. So that's what I'm working on uh, as we speak. All right, man, let's get down to the get down, man. Look, a lot of stuff was going down. We got our first Super Chat contribution. We're going to go ahead and get that popping. Jax Knox with the contribution. So it's, it's, it's an updated prediction. She's starting to show off with an updated prediction. 
She went from 17 and 0 to 13 and 4. Hmm. Interesting. Would love to get her take on why the update. Uh, you know, feel free. Talk about it. All right. But listen, appreciate the super chat contribution. Uh, I see them in the chat. They want to know who are we losing to? Jax, you just opened up Pandora's box. So good luck to answering the questions out there. I see my man Ralph is in the building. Says, I hope Breezy has Isaiah Oliver cut. Listen, tune in tonight, 8 p.m. Nitty Gritty Niners talk. We're going to do our 53 men roster show. Everybody that's a part of that group is going to have their own 53-man roster. So it's going to be very interesting to see on there. Do I have Isaiah Oliver cut? You're going to have to tune in to find out. I give you a hint. Yes. Now, tune into the show, and we'll get down to the nitty-gritty on that particular episode, all right? Uh, but now, nah, listen, I, I today's episode, we're going to get down to who stood out, who is a lock from the preseason. All right. And that, that's what this show is particularly about. I got three players that I feel like are locks. I mean, locked in, locked and loaded, locked, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so I can't wait to present those to you. But before we get to that, it's a lot of 49er stuff that's happened over the past weekend. And let's just go ahead and do a quick recap. All right. On Friday, Friday, because I haven't talked to you since. I mean, we've talked. You've seen me. But Friday, 49ers traded their former first-round pick, Trey Lance, to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth-round 2024 pick. And I want to know, all right, we're not going to talk. I want to know how you guys are grading this pick. You guys have had some time to kind of, like, let it simmer, let it saute, kind of, like, let the overreaction stuff out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and things like that. You can't say who won this trade yet. Uh, because A, we haven't drafted the fourth round pick and B, he hasn't played for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, he passed the physical, I believe. All right. Now, I want to know, what are you guys giving this grade? I'm going to go ahead and post it in the chat if I see some grades pop up. All right. So, Tara Dome, what's going on? The Bishop's in the building. You get the ear horns, bro. <laughs> Bishop's in the building. He says, I give it a D. My man. The Shaw Show's in the building. Listen, we got a draft coming up this Saturday. I'm super excited. Fantasy football draft. He gets in an F. All right. Eddie G and the Bulldogs, my brother from another mother. All right. I like this, man. Uh, D minus. D minus. Now, listen, you freaky, freaky. How anything, there's no such thing as an F plus or an F minus. Come on, freaky. I'm cool with the F. I'm cool with the F. I'm cool. But F minus, come on, man. That ain't how it worked. Unless, I don't know what's going Maybe that's some school grading system on Mars or something like that. F minus. Tristan, what the hell is a Z? I'm just, a Z's like, like, what the, is he sleeping? What's going on? Pardon my wave. D. Freaky went from an F minus to a Z minus. Love it. We got a D. My man Kali gave it a B. It's the highest grade so far. Uh, Shay Martinez, another F minus. I got to get used to F minuses, you know. Uh, Ronnie 33, what's going on, family? Gave it a C minus. All right. Um, interesting. Interesting. You guys can keep them coming in. Let me go ahead and give you my take on it. Uh, and look, I get it. I get the low grades. I get the, did Philly Niner just say F you? Is that to me? What did I do? I didn't do nothing. You gave me a, you gave me a FFU. 
Uh, a F F F minus. Damn, that's t- that's low. F U. Damn, I didn't think I did anything. Hurricane seventy four F. I like the grades. All right, here's our highest grade. Here's our highest grade. Grizz, and 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 I want to talk about this. Grizz, uh, you gave it a B plus. It's funny because I feel like you and I are on that same same wavelength. But then I started digging and I started doing my research. Right. And so at first I'm like, oh, this is a B. They were able to flip, you know, a, a, a person that hasn't played any football. I know he was a first round pick, but he didn't play any football. Now, the reports out there were saying that Trey Lance could have gone to the Buffalo Bills. I think the Detroit Lions were in on it. And I, the Baltimore Ravens, they were offering six round picks for Trey Lance. They were definitely trying to, to low ball. Finley United says for degree. Um, we're trying to low ball or, or whatnot. Um, look. I don't know how you can give it an F unless you're pissed off that we didn't get more. I, I'm I'm curious to know if 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 you're pissed off. Like, are you upset that you didn't get higher than a fourth round pick? I don't think anybody was getting higher than a fourth round pick, or anybody was giving up higher than a fourth round pick. You know, Jerry Jones. He, I think he was being a little bit generous, and this doesn't have to do with Trey Lance's play. I mean, ability. Or things like that, but you know when you when you draft a quarterback off of potential and doesn't play up to any type of the potential that you drafted him up to, then teams are just going to take a crapshoot uh, on the quarterback. So like the the six the six round picks, I mean, I don't even think those were low ball picks. We've seen players first former first round picks go for six round picks. Isaiah Simmons. He's not a quarterback, but I'm just saying Isaiah Simmons got traded to the New York Football Giants, I believe, for a seventh-round pick. First-round pick, top pick in the draft, top 10, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and 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 ended up getting, particularly, he, got, he, he was gone for a seventh-round pick. So we see sometimes, uh, and he played, so his value dropped because he wasn't living up to the potential. James Wilson... Calls it an A+. plus. This is definitely the highest grade I've seen. Uh, don't forget, there's a poll question, not on this particular episode, but there's an actual poll question going on in the community tabs on YouTube. So definitely check that out and leave your grade. You can leave your comments and stuff there as well. Here's my take on it, right? So at first I was in the Bs. I was in the Bs. I think I was a, I was a mid-B to a, a B-minus to a B. I was like, yo, this could be something good. For the 49ers, they were able to trade a player that they definitely didn't utilize. And then when they chose to utilize Trey Lance, I felt like they did him a disservice because they didn't utilize him to his strength. So he didn't really get to showcase uh, anything. And I feel like if the 49ers were trying to move on from Trey Lance, they probably wanted to show him, show what he can do. And then... And then you saw in the Denver Broncos game, you know, after the interception, right, which was a typical screen pass, you know, that felt like the defensive lineman made a play. Trey was moving the ball on that drive as well. So it wasn't like he looked bad moving the ball on, on that drive. And it doesn't really matter if it was third strings. I think I think when you get a quarterback in the game, you just want to see if they can find a way to be efficient. And I think with Kyle Shanahan, that's what he's looking for. 
Uh, but I, I, I will. I, what I'm going to say is, you know, he he moved the ball efficiently until the interception, and then came back from the interception, and then did it like did it again. Like we we ended up winning the game, right? We ended up beating the Denver Broncos uh, toward the end of the game. We actually had a minute left. Trey got the ball down to the goal, uh, damn near goal line, and we downed the ball and we kicked the game winning field goal to win the game. So he did get to showcase that. So I think that helped show some type of a promise. Uh, for a team. Um, but there's so many reasons why I feel like Trey Lance was traded. Uh, and the one that kind of sticks and kind of makes sense is the simple fact that, you know, you look at this as a business move. That's how I'm going to choose to look at it. You don't have to. You can look at it however you want. It's your prerogative. But the way I'm accepting this trade is it's a business move for the future. The 49ers want their quarterback room to be even cheaper. Uh, I thought it was pretty cheap with Trey Lance, but you were going to have some questions and guarantees down the road. And uh, you were essentially paying $10 million for a quarterback, too. And I think they felt like they had a cheaper uh, option for quarterback, two and Sam Darnold. And that's kind of the way they went with it. And, and they had to find a suitor to move on, which they did. And the Dallas Cowboys took him. So here's my grade. I'm going to go with a C plus because I was I was in the B minus to the B and then I did my research and you're probably like well what the hell research are you talking about and so look fourth round fourth round pick I I, I rather would have traded Trey Lance for two fifth round picks I would have been more ecstatic if they would have traded Trey Lance for two fifth round picks all right and here's why when I look at the fourth round I just don't see since 2017 here are the picks that we've drafted in the fourth round. Ready? Don't get mad. I got to go to my notes. I, I I take notes. Uh, you know, this is what I was taught to do. All right. Here we go. Uh, fourth round picks is 2017. Kyle's first season, 2017. Joe Williams. How'd that pan out? No longer on the team. Contavious Street, 2018. How'd that pan out? No longer on the team. Okay. Uh, Mitch Wisnowski, 2019. On the team. All right. And then. Spencer Burford, 2022, currently on the team. He's currently the starting right guard for the San Francisco 49ers. So are they have they overcome picking in the fourth round and getting better players? I don't know. That's to be seen or to be continued, however you want to say it. Uh, but at the end of the day, look, I just don't think that's a round that they covet. Uh, they kind of take gambles in that particular round. I mean, you see... You know, they, that's around there. They'll say, hey, we'll draft a special teams player. And and the way the compensatory picks have have been working as of lately, you know, when you look at Jake Moody, essentially, I know we took him in the third round. Essentially, but essentially, he was essentially a fourth round pick. I just, just want to put that out there. I mean, compensatory picks pushed him back into the third round because that's what compensatory picks do. Right. So you get a compensatory pick. It's a it's a, a it's a late addition into the third round. But technically, he's a fourth round pick. So, hey, it is what it is. Um, so that's why I gave it a C plus. But that's just a recap of what happened. I know a lot of people are over the Trey Lance. And listen, here's my take when you say you're over it and I'm glad and I'm happy for people that are over it. That's so cool. But you got to give people time to get over it. You got to give people time, right? People have invested. People have, like, you got to give p 
everybody's going to take their time to get over a situation. You ever get into an argument with your significant other, right? So that, and, and then you get into the argument, but now you're ready to move on from the argument, but the other party isn't ready. They need time. So you, you just got to give it a little bit of time. And for those that are over it, that's cool. You know, I don't apologize for bringing it up. It's just a recap of what happened over this past weekend. But Trey Lance is gone, right? He's no longer a 49er, and we wish him nothing but the best with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Because he's Trey Lance. I, I would say if it was any other player, I could give two flying craps. He's going to the enemy now, which I still will look at him as the enemy. They'll dap it up at the beginning of the game, I'm sure, come week five. But Trey Lance is now a cowboy, so now it's time to whip his ass. All right, there we go. So that's the recap from this weekend. And if you guys cared anything about the football game, because this happened two hours before the football game, 49ers lost to... The Los Angeles Chargers, not only that, their preseason record is one and two. So just a, just a quick, you know, whatever. All right, here's a quick report that came out on this morning. This was per Josina Anderson. Uh, I saw this post and I got pretty damn happy. So if you didn't know, the 49ers have a Bill Walsh Fellowship Program, and this is where they take players in that are looking to be coaches in the NFL and they allow them to participate in training camp and it's kind of like a mentorship program and we had several coaches come in we had a former 49er player uh, Deshaun Goldson come in and work with the DBs and things like that but the 49ers decided that they're going to add and hire coach Jordan Hogan to the offensive staff coach Jordan Hogan is going to be an additional coach to the San Francisco 49ers. And I love it. I love it. I, I like the program. Uh, I know people have their takes on it. I've read some of the comments on Twitter, and I'm just like, man, like, no filter from some people's mouths. Now, I understand that he's African-American, and I understand that the 49ers typically can get coaches to get jobs, and when they get head coaching jobs or bigger, greater jobs in the NFL turns into a compensatory pick. Like that's just what we know, but that ain't all, that ain't all. So we wish Jordan Hogan, nothing but the best. He's going to be with the 49ers and we'll see, is he going to be quality control? Probably he'll start there. Isn't that where Mike McDaniel started? Uh, Mike. Yeah. I, I felt like that's where he started quality control and then moved up to like the OC. Now he works, he specializes with wide receivers, but we have our wide receiver coach. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, where Jordan Hogan, uh, what his role is going to be uh, with the team. So uh, that's the latest uh, as far as reports. Congratulations to uh, Jordan Hogan. Let's go with some 49ers news because they have already begun the process of Narrowing down the 53, they had to let they let go of five players. Now, for those that don't know what's going on, the 53 man roster deadline is tomorrow, I believe, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every NFL team has to trim their roster down to 53 men. Now, I want to put out prayers for those players that are going to be unemployed um, after that day. But, you know, it's it's the game. It's kind of like, you know, it's the risk you take, but the opportunity is there. And, hey, the Niners like to do due diligence. They have something called the practice squad, and every team has one. And if you did well and you happened to not crack the 53 roster, there are 31 other NFL teams that may be looking at film. So to the players that may get released or waived, please keep grinding. All right? This is for you, man. Keep grinding. Keep your head up, man. All right? So they waived cornerback... 
They waived cornerback Nate Brooks, defensive lineman Ladarius Hamilton, defensive lineman Breland Speaks, linebacker Kai Hiva Tazino, and defensive lineman Spencer Waggy. All right, so those are five players that have been released. Now, there's a possibility that these five players, if the 49ers like them, they offer them practice squad contracts. Now, the good thing for these players once they get released, they become free agents, right? So they can go to whichever team offers them the big deal, and they choose where they want to go. It's not like the Niners say, hey, you're released. Here's your practice squad contract. It's kind of like not how it works. These players that are waived have to actually clear waivers. Now, if you're a veteran and you get let go, and this is where the Niners like to play games, right? If you've accrued four or more seasons as a veteran, technically you don't you don't have to clear any waivers, Right. You can kind of just agree upon such and such. And, hey, you'll you'll end up on that practice squad spot. Now, the 49ers have some positions that are dealing with injuries, which we'll get into next. All right. And so here's the injury report. I mean, it is long. I I didn't know any injuries. All right. Were, were this long. All right. So let's go ahead and 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 talk about these injuries. All right. So uh, let's start off. Kicker Jake Moody, right quad listed day to day. I know rookie third round draft pick. Talked about him a little bit earlier. Listed day to day. Also, kicker Zane Gonzalez uh, was injured pregame warm up. He has a calf strain. Now his injury says he's going to be out for a few damn weeks. So I'm curious to know who will kick. For the San Francisco 49ers, and it cannot, and I mean cannot, be Mitch Wisnowski. He is just not a kicker. He's a punter. He's not a kicker. I guess there's a difference. Clearly there's a difference because every time he has to come in and be like that emergency kicker, the ball goes skewed to the right, skewed to the left. Now, I see a lot of Robbie Gold uh, things out there. Robbie Gold's going to cost us some bread. So unless you want to spend seven, eight, nine million dollars when you're on a kicker, that shit ain't happening. I, I don't I don't see the 49ers spending it. I think the 49ers priority needs to be someone else uh, now that you freed up some money. But hey, maybe they freed up some money to do this kicking or to solidify the kicking situation all right um also wide receiver chris conley you saw he ended up with a uh a sprained ac joint all right now he's listed day-to-day so that's good uh he did not return to the preseason game he did come back in after the play but then they kind of like ruled him out taylor hawkins broke his hand and he's likely going to need surgery so that sounds like you know he won't uh make the roster uh because of the injury uh running back jordan mason foot sprain listed day-to-day elijah mitchell a doctor strain he's still dealing with that he's listed day-to-day um as well uh you guys know taco charlton was released he got put on the ir and then they settled with on an injury settlement so i believe he's now going to be a free agent i'm not sure how his status works can can the niners bring him back I don't know. I, I don't think so. Uh, if they put him on the IR before the season starts. Cameron Latou, uh is going to need meniscus surgery. So he has an injury in his knee. Very question uh, questionable. Now, I heard there's a report out there saying that Cameron Latou is getting a second opinion. All right. He's getting a second opinion. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll see, you know, uh, how that works or whatnot. Uh, and then the Baker cyst. Talanoa Hufunga has not been playing football for the Niners uh, for the past few days because he's been dealing with a Baker's cyst. And people are like, well, what in the heaven of the hell is that? Uh, It's fluid. 
Guess what? It's fluid built up behind the knee. You ready for this? That can lead to a mother freaking meniscus. Can't make this up. Can't make it up part of my wave. You can't make it up. So it's like he has to get rest so that the inflammation can go down. So I'm sure he's going to end up getting some type of a knee scope. I know you guys know the 49ers and their knee scope players. Uh, How would this affect his play? I don't know. Will he miss time? I don't know. I will say this. Here's the ding ding for that one. I'm glad. I'm glad that the 49ers. All right. I'm glad that the 49ers drafted Jair Brown. I will put that ding ding out there. Oh, Ralph says Quantrez nighttime. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, 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 I don't. I want him to make the roster, Ralph. I do. I just don't know if 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 he will. Uh, because I, as of right now, I don't feel like, <laughs> I don't feel like Talanoa Hufunga is going to miss any time. I, I don't, but I do want, just say bell. Okay. Well, it goes, it goes ding, ding. Maybe if I go ding, ding, like the way it sounds, maybe no, just say bell. Because if I say bell, people gonna think I'm talking about Ronnie Bell. All right, my bad. I'll just say Bell. Sorry, Mike. My bad. My bad. My apologies. All right, my apologies. Uh, but uh, here there's an option for a kicker named Cade Stover. Uh, if you guys, you know, this could be an option. So let me go ahead and look up who the hell that is. All right. So Cade Stover uh, is a kicker. And let's see. Yeah. He was a tight end. Oh, he's a tight end for Ohio State, but now he's a kicker. All right. I I, I don't know. Uh, could be. Possibly. Who knows? Uh, an option. Here's the thing. I think Jake Moody is going to be fine. Um, I, I, I think Kyle Shanahan just knows. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan is a kind of a genius when it comes to manipulation. That's what I, I give him. Genius at manipulation. Right? That's kind of like where I am. Uh, so he kind of knows how to play the game of the injury report of this. Like, he he just knows it. Like, you know what I mean? So we're going to see what happens. Now, I know people are out there that are they're probably salivating at the mouth because Derek Burnett from the Philadelphia Eagles has requested a trade. Let me just remind y'all that we still don't have this guy right here that we're going to talk about really quickly. Nick Bosa, the holdout continues. Um... I, you got. I'm nervous now. It's August 28th. Tomorrow will be August 29th. Soon it'll be September, whatever. And he might not be on the roster. Now, he doesn't count. If he doesn't sign or if he doesn't show up, he does not count, according to the CBA, he does not count as a roster spot. He won't take up a roster spot. Okay? So for those that feel like they have to put him uh, on the 53, no, the 49ers don't. But the moment, the moment, um, the moment he signs, like the moment he shows up to camp, then yes, they'll have to put him on the roster spot. So that's going to be interesting. But what leverage, my question is, what leverage do the 49ers have? What leverage? Now, Nick Knight says he'll, he'll sign by the end of this week. I, hey, man, I'm, I'm with you. But what leverage do the Niners have? Now, I'm going to give y'all a scenario, and this is kind of how I'm thinking it's going. I think the Niners said 
to Nick Bosa's camp. We're going to give you, again, and we've done this before. We're going to give you 32. I knew Mosquito Killer was going to come with that. I'm going to save that question, so hold on to it. We're going to give you $32 million a year. And Nick Bosa is like, I want, I want, I want 40. Let's say he started that high. I mean, it's really high. I mean, setting a precedent though, but it's really high, which I'm not mad at the camp of Nick Bosa setting it that high. I mean, that's how you work a deal, right? You start high, one team starts low, and then you find your way in the middle. I don't think for any chance that the San Francisco 49ers tried to low ball Nick Bosa. I don't think that's what's going on. I think they just have that number, and and technically the Niners are making him per year the highest paid defensive player per year. I, th- I think that's what it is. So I think Nick Bosa's camp has to figure out, you know, which number is going to suffice for Nick Bosa. So that's the question, right? All right. And so I, I like this golden dragon. Here we go. Let's put this up here. San Francisco 49ers projected to be 23 million over the cap in 2024. So like going into the future, the Niners are going to be over the cap, even with the cap going up. I know that's a whole nother monster we want to talk about when we open up the show. That's a whole nother monster to get into. But the Niners have to figure it out because they need to find a way to make sure that Nick Bosa's yearly number doesn't hit the cap that hard as of right now until certain caps expire. That's the best, easiest way to say it. Easiest way to say it. So what type of leverage do the 49ers have? I don't know. But here's my theory. I, I feel like the Niners, what if, what if the 49ers are trying to convert his money into like workout bonuses? Now, if you know Nick Bosa, what's the one thing he consistently will not do? That's work out with the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm not saying that the Niners will do something silly like this, but it's just my theory. What if the Niners are saying, hey, man, if we'll pay you the money, but but we need you to show up here to work out. And what if the, and it's a big it's a big hit. It's a big figure. Right. And and and, and then what if Nick Bosa is like, nah, I like to work out in Florida where I'm comfortable. I come back. I prove things every year that I could do this. I, I, but what if that is the silly, dumb-ass language that's holding everything up. What if the number is good, but how to get to the number is the issue? I don't know, because we're not hearing anything from any part. We're not hearing anything from the 49ers. You're not hearing anything from Nick Bosa's camp. The only thing we know is that Nick Bosa may still be in New York. That's it. That's all we know. May, because he ain't posted shit since. But my thing is, what if it's something, and I know that sounds silly to us, right? But what if the Niners are trying to make sure that their investment, they're going to invest a lot of money and they want to make sure they can micromanage, okay? Micromanage, which I don't like, but I get it. When you're investing in something, you want to make sure it's extra protected. What if that's it? What if that's it? Now, my man Ralph, I like Ralph. Ralph says Bosa doesn't need the Niners to work out or anything. We need him more than he needs us. Well, 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 I I, I don't know. I Like, I, yeah, we do need him. 
I I don't think our defense will be the same without Nick Bosa. I think the San Francisco 49ers know that. Uh but like this is this is where it gets this is where it gets iffy. You know, the 49ers like to create incentive-based heavy laden type of contracts, right? They like players to hit certain marks and they have zero problems of paying you money if you can hit a mark. Even Sam Darnold's contract is like dirt cheap for the year, right? It's like a million, two million, something like that. But if he hits a certain amount of money, he's going to make up to seven and a half million, right? Now, I'm hoping we never see Sam Darnold hit the field. And I don't think the 49ers from a business point want to see Sam Darnold hit the field. But that's what I'm saying. Those, those are those type of incentives. Oh, I see the Shaw show. This is my brother, so he gets it pulled up. 49ers may want incentives similar to what they did with Debo, but Bosa want that most. Bosa doesn't want that most likely since he wants the money up front. Yeah, I, I don't even think it's about him wanting the money up front. I think it comes down to guarantees and like what's going to be that get what's going to be his guarantee. You know what I'm saying? And like, what is he going to get this year? Cause like what well, like this year, Bo, all right. So this year, Bosa's contract is what eighteen. Let's just round it and say eighteen or nine. You can round it up. Say nineteen million dollars, right? Let's just say it's nineteen million on the fifth year option. I know it's an eighteen number, but I can't remember if it's eighteen point two, eighteen point seven. I don't really want to look that up. But let's just say Nick Bosa's number is that. Is he gonna make less than that this year? And then backload it for the next couple of years. I think that's what the Niners are trying to do. I don't know why they need to soften the cap that much if they already counted for his 18 something million dollars that's in the cap. But I think the Niners like to have some wiggle room. God forbid anything happens and they need some bread to go do something. And maybe Nick Bosa is like, well, man, no, nah, man, because you, you, I'm already going to get 18 million. I can't get less than 18 million this year. So like, is it 17.8? All right. So I was close. So it's like 18. So it's not 18.8. It's 17.8. All right. So let's just round it up to 18. He has to make at least that, in my opinion, this season. That's what his fifth-year option is worth. And I know a lot of people are like, well, why doesn't Nick Bosa go out there and play on the $18 million that he's as signed up for? It's simple. It's simple. Let me ask you this question. And y'all be honest. Is Nick Bosa the best defensive player in the league? Thumbs up if you say yes. Thumbs down if you say no. If you're a 49er fan and you say no, you might be questioned. But if you're a Niners fan and you say yes, I mean, I get it. Don't forget to hit that like button too. Since we talk about thumbs up, take a second and hit the like button. But let me ask you this. Is Nick Bosa... See, I didn't even factor all this stuff in. I, I, I see where you're going. Mark G gave me the first thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I like that. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, ha, new contract will not go fast. I, I agree, but the question is, he's set to make $18 million this year. So does he still make the $18 million this year? Or do they lessen it this year? I, that's the, that, it's, it's so tricky. I've seen them do this before. They'll give the extension then when the extension comes in, it doesn't really affect until to the next season, but it, it relieves a little bit of the cap, the, the the season that they're currently in. That's that's all I'm saying. All right. So thumbs up. He is, but no one is irreplaceable. Interesting. Uh, Nick Bosa's 
irreplaceable, bro. You can't, there'll be never, there'll never be another Nick Bosa. All right, here's why I asked that question. Cause I know a lot of people are like, what the hell is he talking about? Right? So if Nick Bosa is set to make $18 million and you just told me he was the best defensive player last year going into this year. So if he was the best last year, he's clearly the best going into 2023, right? Well, Aaron Donald makes almost 17, what, million dollars more? That's that's the issue. This year, Aaron Donald is going to make 31.7 million and he ain't even the best and I get it. That's what he said at the market point, but my point is and, and Chris Jones is up there, but no one's getting paid more than Aaron Donald. See what I'm saying? So my 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 thing is if if Nick Bosa is the best and you're telling him that he's the best and he has the accolades to show that he's the best, then don't you got to make sure he's getting paid as the best? I, these are just my little... When I'm at the gym, my mind be racing, all right? So don't mind me. It's probably really my heart racing, all right? But listen, the Nick Bosa holdout continues. And the only type of leverage uh, that I can think, the only type of leverage that I can think that the 49ers have, and I don't know how valid or, or how, how they can use it, is injuries. Injuries, Right? So I go to 2019, he had a couple of ankle injuries that week. Week one, week two, a couple of ankle injuries, all right? In 2000, uh, weeks one, two, and three ankle injuries, I'm sorry. Excuse me, in 2021, uh, 2020, he missed a whole, you know, predominantly, he played a couple of snaps and and then boom, was out for the season, right? Uh, and that was to the ACL. 2021, he suffered a concussion. Uh, and in 2022, last year, he had a hamstring injury. And he had other injuries that kind of like... Ding. And, th- and this to me, y'all, this is the only thing the 49ers I really feel have to use in their favor. But it's not much. Like, it's, it's not much because he still, he still wants... So with the injuries in 2022, he still finished as the defensive player of the year. You see where I'm going with this? With the injuries in his rookie year, he still almost had double-digit sacks. And then he gets, he tears his ACL. Oh, well, that happens. But then he comes back and he should have probably been comeback player of the year. It's just a lot, man. It's just a lot. So the Nick Bosa holdout again continues. The only leverage I think the San Francisco 49ers may have, they could use the injuries against him and it could be some type of injury settlement, injury clause in the contract. Another, another language offsetter that can cause the holdup on the holdout. All right, for Nick Bosa. Let's go ahead and get to the preface of the show. And I want to hope I have some time to open up the phone lines. We can do the hotline. All right, so players that I have locked in. There are three players. And and the way I'm going to do this exercise, I'm going to focus on a drafted player. I'm going to focus on a free agent signing. And I'm going to focus on an undrafted player. All right. So that's kind of like what I want to do. So uh, let's start with the free agent signing because that that happened first. All right. Now, there was a kicker trade that went down. Chargers, we were just talking about a kicker, but the chart is not to the 49ers, guys. I, it's not. I'm sorry. He's going somewhere else. All right. Uh, oh, well. I think the Niners are sold on the kicker. I think Jake Moody is going to be the kicker. Let's talk about the players that I have locked in. All right. So I got three players I want to start with. Again, the free agent signing. Now, there's a few free agent signings that, you know, 
are that, that are probably locks. But the one that stood out to me, um, the one that stood out to me the the most during the preseason wasn't Cleveland Farrell, which I feel like he's probably he's gonna be a lock. It was Marlon Davidson. Marlon Davidson, former second round pick. All right. Now this kid is an interior guy, 300 plus. He's a monster. He was a monster on the football field. He was a monster on the football field uh during the preseason for the 49ers. And I think he beat out Kevin Givens. I'm I know what I saw. You know, he beat out Javon Kinlaw too. Uh, <laughs> look, this is what he did in the preseason. All right, this is what he did. All right, um, five tackles. He had a he had a sack and a game. Four stops behind the line of scrimmage. You want to talk about a guy that's going to be a run stopper and get that play? You know, not to allow the running back to get ahead or, or, or gain any yard. When you get four stops behind the line of scrimmage, that speaks out to me more than anything. Um, Niner Nation has a comment. He beat out Givens, McGill, and Kinlaw. Honestly, I think him and McGill are neck and neck. I don't know if he beat them out. Um, I think Kinlaw comes back just off of experience. Um, and I feel like Kevin Givens, yeah, I feel like Kevin Givens it's going to be interesting. I feel like Kevin Givens may get pushed down the depth chart. From what I saw, Marlon Davidson was a monster on the football field. I also liked T.Y. McGill. If I had to pick, if I can only choose one of those, and I might do that for Twitter after the show, you can only choose one. I'm curious to know who they would pick. You know what I'm saying? But listen, I and so I don't know Golden Dragon number five. I love the name too, by the way. Um, I don't know if Givens is a lock, in my opinion. I think Givens can be released and then practice squad, possibly. He doesn't have the accrued seasons. You know, he didn't play a certain amount of games, start, excuse me, start a certain amount of games every year since he's been in the league. This is that manipulation stuff that I've been talking about that Kyle Shanahan is pretty damn good at. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting to see I, I, but I, I think Ken Law is still making the roster. I don't know if Givens will though, because of the surgeons also of T. Y. McGill. This, this is like, like a, a full year with the Niners, and he's been flashing. So it's going to be interesting to see. But Marlon Davidson, lock. So as a signed free agent, out of all the free agents we signed, and there are plenty of them, this dude I liked a lot. I liked a lot. All right, let's get to the. Un, let's go. Let's go in the, the order. So we had the free agent. Let's go with the draft pick. Now I know everybody knows who the draft pick is that I'm gonna pick, and it's not Jair Brown, even though he's a lock, right? So I'm gonna go with the seventh round pick and Ronnie Bell. Not the last seventh round pick, but the second to last seventh round pick, Ronnie Bell. And and people were like, "Oh, you're picking him because he's a Michigan player." Bullcrap. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. That's not, that's not why I'm picking him. I'm picking him, A, because I knew he would come into the league and do damage, right? And B, this dude, like, led the 49ers receivers, okay, in receiving yards. Now, he had some, he still has work to do, right? He still has some work to do, right? He still has to, you know, make sure he secures the ball. He had two drops. 
two interceptions that went off his hands, and he had a fumble. I get it. I get it. But it's to me, it's how he recovered after that type of stuff, right? So after the fumble, what did he do? Caught the next damn pass and got positive yards. After the interception, what did he do? Caught the next damn pass and got positive yards. It, you know, it, it's like I wouldn't cut Jordan Mason for fumbling in the goal line because after the fumble, what did he do? Run the ball down the field to get back into scoring position. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, fumbles are bad. Turnovers are bad. But at the end of the day, Bell is a lock for me. Uh, what does he need to improve on? Obviously, his run blocking, okay? That's something that he needs to improve on. That's something that I feel like being in a room with run blockers, I think he'll get a lot better. Who are my top run blockers from the San Francisco 49ers? Well, damn it, bet you goodbye, golly, wow. It's Juwan Jennings and Brandon Ayuk. They the tops. Yeah. Debo too pretty to block. I've never seen Debo block. I don't think I've ever, and I, I don't want him to because I don't want him to get messed up at this point. You know what I mean? I don't. Debo keep doing what Debo does, and I'm good. But Brandon Ayuk will lay you on your butt, and nobody's messing with Jawan Jennings. Now, he's in a room with wide receivers that can block, and for me, that's going to make Ronnie Bell that much better the more he matriculates as a San Francisco 49er. So that's how I look at it. Fish and chips, I like this comment. I've seen it. If I'm, you know, he says probably uh, Bell probably won't get many targets. It, he doesn't have to. He just needs to make the roster. And then he's going to go through the process and the rites of passage of being a rookie, right? But when his number is called, that's when he's asked to perform. If something happens to a receiver, I need you to go out there. Now, don't get it twisted. They will use Ronnie Bell in packages. Same way you saw Raven McLeod. Same way you see some of these other wide receivers, okay? They will use Ronnie Bell in packages. You know why? Because he can get open. Something people said in college he struggled to do. Try to tell people it was the system at Michigan. It wasn't him. It was the system. It was the type of quarterback that he had. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, uh, you know, what they do. Now, I do see some questions out there, and I promise you I've starred ones that stuck out to me, and we'll get to them. So if I'm not talking about it right now, my apologies. All right, so Ronnie Bell is my uh, draft pick lock and my undrafted pick lock is none other than undrafted cornerback out of the University of Texas. I hope I said that right. All right. He's a Longhorn. He's my brother's John Chapman's unsung hero, Deshaun Jameson. Uh, I feel like he's going to be a lock. Like, can he progress as a cornerback? Absolutely. But this is what he did at the cornerback. He had a PBU. All right. He also had four tackles. He did have one missed tackle. Um, but listen, that's with minimal reps and him trying to stand out. The kid has speed. Uh, the kid can be utilized on special teams. But just thinking of all the different ways they can they can they can utilize this player all right will it be kickoff return i don't want to see him on punt return but he can be a kickoff returner that's what he specialized in at the university of texas uh you watched him return you know for touchdowns right in college um but as a db i can see him growing uh more and more into that role and here's the thing as a db you ready for this they line them up and as a safety in the box, this dude played box safety because he has the, he just has speed. He played box safety. He played outside and they had him in the slot. So it's going to be interesting 
to see what the 49ers do when they trim down their their roster spots, right? Because I'm curious to know. Uh, I'm curious to know how it's going to pan out. Now, I do have Jameson uh, there. I'm not going to tell you how many cornerbacks I have at the spot, but my three players that I feel like are going to be locks, going back to the front as my free agent guy, Marlon Davidson, he just stood out on film. He was better than people that have already been here for a while. Let that sink in. Number two, Ronnie Bell. Yes, he has room to grow, things to learn, but you cannot take away from him being consistent in his performance. He went from like having 50 snaps a preseason game to 10 snaps in the last preseason game. Y'all let that sink in for a second. The moment I saw he got zero targets in that last preseason game and I stopped seeing him out on the football field, I thought, oh, he a lock. This is why I'm even doing this episode. Not only was he locked in, he was locked into a roster spot. So that's Ronnie Bell. And then Deshaun Jameson, man. I, like, how do you cut this kid uh, who can potentially be a nickelback for you, who could potentially be an outside guy for you as well, as well as a playmaker on special teams? I just don't see those three guys being cut. I see those three guys uh, let's get to the super chat segment so we can get up out of here, man. You guys are amazing. You guys are super respectful in the in the in the comment section. I've been reading and watching the comments and things like that, man. Keep being that way. I, I truly appreciate it. We got a couple of super chats and a couple of questions that I think I saw that I wanted to get to uh, and things like that. Niner Cali boy uh, with the with the contribution goes back and says, "Hey, man, I give them an incomplete." Because they didn't finish the assignment with Trey. So we talked about grades and what grade will you give the trade? Uh, uh, and he says an incomplete because we didn't we didn't get much of Trey Lance out there. Like we didn't really finish the assignment. Aaron, 49ers first takes in the building. He says, I'm officially behind Marty McFly. Er, I mean Brock Purdy. If you guys didn't see Saturday's episode uh, of 49ers First Takes, you know, Aaron was throwing the Back to the Future references out there. So thank you so much for the Super Chat contribution. I appreciate that. And my brother Sean says, I have a weird feeling having Mitchell on the team. We were talking about Elijah Mitchell. He is never healthy. Uh, waste of a roster spot. Brock generally goes where it's supposed to, to the open man. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of takes in here. Uh, I don't, I don't, it's, it's super fear. F-A-I-R. To feel like he takes up a roster spot when he's kind of unavailable. Um, but I'm sorry. He's the second best running back on this team. That's the end of the, that, that, that's a bomb. Wait, 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 I got the sound. There it is. He's the second best running back on the team. Second best, second best. Um, it's not a stab at Jordan Mason or Ty Davis Price. Elijah Mitchell is the second best running back on this roster. Uh, and some people feel like he's even a better pure running back than Christian McCaffrey. So let that, let that sink in. Uh, but hey, man, uh, it, you're right. Like, if he's not here, isn't he a waste of a roster spot? I think the 49ers can can figure out way. Well, if he's not healthy, he has the adductor strain. So if the Niners, uh, he would have to. If I'm not mistaken, like in order to get on the PUP or the IR, you have to make the roster first. If they designate you to go on that before the season starts, I believe you're out for the year. I don't think you want Elijah Mitchell out for the year 
playing on that rookie contract, which means you kind of like lose, um, you lose a whole year on on a cheaper deal. I don't think you want that. But listen, I think the Niners understand what they need to do for their running back room. Bobby Turner's on it, and Bobby, I trust, not really worried about it. But if Mitchell is healthy and available for the San Francisco 49ers, the run game is just it's just phenomenal. Um, it's just he has to figure out a way to to take care of his body on the football field. And, and, and maybe those injuries last year, you know, he had, so people, just for people that don't understand, okay, um, <laughs> I see that, Kali, that's funny. But for people that don't understand, so Elijah Mitchell uh, took over as the starting running back his rookie season, all right, for an injured Raheem Moser. Go figure, right? And during that season, literally, he was nicked up and banged up, but he played the whole year. Okay, and then the second season he came in, and then all of a sudden here comes these knee injuries. Now week one gets hit in the knee, and 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 and, and it changed the game plan from Kyle Shanahan in a monsoon, rainy Chicago. All right, it changed the game plan. So um, after that he came back, and then he just got hit in the other knee, and and next thing you know, boom, it was it was down. Brock generally goes where it's supposed to. Yeah. It, it, that that's what you love about Brock. Uh, it, it, it's 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 the it factor in him. Like he like he has that he has that superstar ability, right? And he knows when to turn it on. And that's what I love about Brock. You know, can he make plays and extend plays? Yes, he could do that as well. My only my only concern about Brock Purdy is can his body withstand the NFL. I, I, and I think that's it. I, think, I feel like that's it for every San Francisco 49er player now, now that you think about it. And that's it. That's it. It's not about him playing quarterback. It's about him being available to play quarterback. How about that? Like that. That's it for me when it comes to Brock Purdy. Like, will he find a way to be available all the time? They say that your best ability is your availability. So I rock with Brock. I don't want people to get anything misconstrued. Brock is the guy. And I'm not saying that just because Trey Lance is gone. I was saying that before, while Trey Lance was here. You got to rock with Brock, man. He, he did the damn thing. Uh, I thought Trey was mishandled more uh, with that second string role, which I thought Trey should have clearly beat out Sam Darnold. But people were telling us from the jump Sam Darnold was going to be quarterback too. Didn't believe them. Still don't believe them. Not, after, not from what I saw. But that's who Kyle went with. So that's that's what happened. But at the end of the day, the 49ers have to start preparing themselves for, you know, this season. And they're doing the they're doing they're doing their due diligence, right? They gotta get this roster down to 53 men and they gotta make sure that they provide the healthiest roster they can. And we went over the injuries at the very beginning of the show and it just doesn't it just doesn't look too 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 good. You know what I'm saying? Um, or whatnot. There was a couple of questions I wanted to get to. Uh, uh, and they're both the same questions. So Mosquito Killer and my man Niners underscore Nation. I wanted to get to your questions. Uh, you guys have some some pretty cool questions uh, out there. But they both involve the 49ers going after getting Derek Burnett. So I'm going to read both of them. Derek Burnett requested a trade from the Eagles. Do we go after them? Wayne, what do you think of making a trade with the Eagles for uh, Derek Barnett? Listen, um, I, I, I want to, uh, I, I would love that. 
I just don't know how we could pay him if we still don't have Bosa. Now, if they do do this, <laughs> nah, I ain't going to say that. That's dumb. What if, the, what if the Niners did some crazy junk and traded Nick Bosa to Philly for Derek Barnett and a first, second round? I don't know. Just some crazy. Some crazy. Ain't going to be no Ken Law for Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett is a, another type of premium pass rusher in the league. I think you want to you wanna get him in here with Nick Bosa. They could, would they possibly trade Drake Jackson or somebody like that with some upside and some youth? I don't know. But I, I don't think the Niners would. I don't think they could. Uh, right now, I think their only priority is finding a way to get Nick Bosa in here. I, I, think, I think that's the, the, their only priority. Luke, Breezy, under 34, pray if it's over 35, do they consider trading? <laughs> Just an example. Then you pay one or both. Listen, I I I hate the NFL and the business. Who created the salary cap? Whoever did that should be fired. But there's so many possibilities, right? Because they'll have to look for a team that's willing to pay him. He'll have to find a team that's willing to pay him. And if you're going to trade Nick Bosa, you have to get a premium edge rusher back this is not i don't give a flying about the pick it's who am i getting back and there's not there's never ever ever gonna be another nick bosa so that's that's tough i I wouldn't do it i couldn't do it i i gotta find a way to keep nick bosa on this roster guys We'll be bringing you nonstop coverage until Nick Bosa is signed. I promise that breaking news joint will pop off like it's nothing. Um, I see that, you know, Niners Nation says the salary cap hit is only $3.5 million this year. Yeah, but you got to get into those next years. I mean, it lessens the cap this year, but there's a big drop from Nick Bosa and Derek Barnett. I mean, it's a big drop. It's a, it's a big drop. Big drop. Big drop. Couldn't do it. I couldn't trade Nick Bosa. Is he is he is he replaceable? No. No. I don't think so. Um, but it's the Niners and it's money and and it's not that they're being cheap. It's not the, the message that I'm promoting. It's it comes down to what Nick Bosa is really asking for and what the Niners are willing to pay. You ever go and try to buy something and can you make deals on like Louis Vuitton and stuff? I don't have any of that designer stuff, but can you get deals on that? Or is that price tag pretty much the damn price tag? You see it in a store. Are you trying to say if something is 10, five, right? And you, are you trying to get it for 10 stacks out the door? I mean, I'm a try, but will they budge is the question that that's kind of like the way I'm, I'm seeing it, man. That's the way I'm seeing it. Uh, damn it. Terra Dome. I didn't want to know the answer, even though I knew the answer. Uh, but listen, shout out to today's episode. Everybody on the show, you guys were phenomenal. Shout out to the hot takes. I'm going to chop that up, put that out there, man. I appreciate it, man. The hot takes were hot. 
Yo, we go back and forth. Everybody was fired up. The chat was fired up. Love you guys. Listen, we'll be back Wednesday. Uh, same time, same place, man. Until then, you got to find a way to remain faithful. Stay up. Stay strong. It's going to be real. Listen, tune in tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Nitty Gritty Crew will be here, and we will be doing our 53 Men roster episode. This is going to be crazy. Can't wait to see what the crew has picked. Love y'all. Peace out. I be sipping gold bar whiskey on the rocks and a 24 karat gold on a watch. My 71 Chevy be tipping nonstop, sounding like Trent Williams on the block. So you know we can't stop, we be banging through your speakers. Wayne Breezy on the filter in the bleachers. You can tune it to my show and I'm a teacher. Wayne Breezy, the phone I preach.